Do you feel nervous about presenting? Do you find yourself getting anxious before you, it's your turn to present or speak? Well, you're going to enjoy today's show because I've got a great guest who's going to help you overcome those fears. You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Hi everybody, this is Trevor Lee. Welcome. This is episode 121. The podcast is now called Better Presentations, More Sales, as hopefully you will know. And part of being a better presenter, of course, is being able to have the confidence to present. And for many of us, you know, we get we feel nervous, don't we? We feel anxious about presenting. You know, sometimes we'll do anything we can to avoid being, you know, that presenter. So Adam is going to share some st- some ideas with you to help you overcome those nerves and that anxiety. He's got a great little plan he's going to share with you, which will be really helpful in that regard. So if you're nervous about presenting, you're anxious about presenting, then you know this is the podcast for you. So let's go over and meet Adam. So welcome everybody. I've got Adam Pearson with me on the show today, and Adam is a returning guest. In fact, Adam, you are the first person to come back on the show. How about that? Yes, I love it. What a privilege. That's just (laughs) made my morning. (laughs) The reason Adam's on the show is because last week I was at a networking event at the Newquay Business Club, which is a Friday morning event, eight o'clock. Fantastic. And Adam was talking about the stuff that he does. And I had reinvented the podcast branding, the better presentations, more sales. And I was looking for someone to come on the show and talk about how to overcome the fear of presenting. And I realized that what Adam was talking about was perfect for this. So Adam, could you, could you please remind our listeners a little bit about yourself? And then uh, let's talk about your, your thoughts and ideas around overcoming the fear of presenting. Because I think this is going to be really interesting for our listeners to hear. Yes, and hi everyone. Thanks so much, Trevor, for inviting me back. And it's a, a subject that's that's dear to my heart. I'm a hypnotherapist, so my business is newbie hypnotherapy. And as such, my job is to help people feel calm, confident, and in control. So I do work with people that want to be delivering smashing presentations, but also using their voice in all sorts of different ways in their lives. So all sorts of different applications. I also run a business called Cornwell Festivals which is all about making well-being sustainable. And that particularly happens through events, but in particular with those events, conversations and connections. So for me, I think using our voice, and it's been a personal journey for me for my career, finding my voice is a central part of any life, whether business or community or whatever else, and happens in formal settings like presentations, but also in conversations as well. And finding your voice and making it your voice and really enjoying using it. That's what I'm really excited to talk to you guys about today. Excellent. Well, that, that's great, Adam. And, because, and you're a brain expert as well, I think, aren't you? That, you talk a lot about the brain, don't you? So, I mean, I'm sure the brain plays a big part of, uh, of, of overcoming these presentation nerves. Well, I think understanding a bit about it can really help. So that's certainly one thing I want to, to talk about. I'm not sure I'd call myself an expert. There's like too much in there <laughs> to really understand. <laughs> And I'd actually, um, part of my mission in my work is to make us all sort of a bit savvy about what's in our heads and how it all works. 
So yeah, we'll share some of that, that knowledge. Great stuff. Great stuff. So if I were, you know, if I'm listening to this and I'm think, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I really know I want to do a presentation or stand up in front of people or whatever it might be, but if I keep getting held back, you know, I can't bring myself to do it. I, I avoid it. You know, I, I meet lots of people who do make every excuse under the sun to avoid doing it. And, you know, we, we experience that in our daily lives in all sorts of things, don't we? Whether it's jumping into a pool off a, off a rock or whatever it might be. So um, any thoughts and ideas about, you know, what people listening to this, how they can, how, how you can help them with a, a few tips maybe or whatever. Well, when you asked me to, to join you this morning, um, last week, the first thing I, I thought, well, I better, you know, better take a leaf out of tree. I've listened to your other podcasts as well. I better prepare myself and think about this a bit in advance. You know, that's also <laughs> part of the process. So that's, help, that's helpful. But the first thing that came to mind was say yes. Say yes to presenting. And that, I think, had the energy of like, yeah, just embrace it. Just go for it. But then I, I, I quickly thought, well, yes, actually stands for three things, which I think are, are really important. So those, I think, are probably my three top tips. But um, it, I, I thought, well, yes can stand for you enjoy speaking. And the first part of that, you, is I think the finding your voice. You need to decide who you are and who you want to be and what you it is, which you it is that you want to be showing up and presenting. And that is a choice. You know, we don't just, it's, it's not, presenting is not in control of us. It might feel like that sometimes, but we have a choice. And that choice needs to be the first thing that we do is choose, well, which, which me do I want to be when I'm speaking publicly or presenting or having a conversation? So that's I can that. talk in much more detail about that. But that's, yeah, that's, that, that's really interesting now, because one of the things I say on, on, the, on the courses I run is that, you know, I'm not looking to turn you into an Oscar winner. Just, and, and I want you to be, well, it's somebody else's phrase that I picked up, be the best of you. Uh -huh. So be authentic, but just be the best of you for the next 20 minutes or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and, and who could ask more than that, but also how brilliant that is. You know, we're all so different when we present. And sometimes, the, you know, some really impactful presentations can be sort of quite monotonous or not look like technically they might be best, but the, the person is just so authentic and the message is so sort of compelling that it, it works. So there's no, there's no right, well, the only right thing to be is, is yourself and preferably your best version of yourself, not the version that's a bit sort of wanting to run off the stage immediately. <laughs> well, it's um, so that's, yeah, sorry, sorry, Adam, yeah. Well, that's, that was the first thing I want to talk about is, is, is choosing the you that you want to be. And that's really, I think, where the, the brain knowledge comes in because there are different parts of our brain. And in really simple terms, there's basically three different parts of our brain. Um, broadly speaking, you could say it's the front, the back, and the middle. Um, although this is also a really useful model if you clasp your hands together and interlock your fingers. The front of your brain is represented, if you imagine that's a brain looking at you, the front can be represented by your thumbs. Now that's the conscious part. So that, that part of you is conscious. And that's good because it means that you can make choices, you can plan, you can be well prepared, you can be in control. And that's the part of your brain that does that. So you can use that. That's a good part of you. But it's relatively small and it's not the whole picture. So you can try and be in control, but find that you're not succeeding in being in control. The back part of your brain is the resourceful, creative, knowledgeable, and also spontaneous part. And that can be a really good part to have with you when you're presenting because it's full of knowledge. But it can also surprise you and your audience with how much you know. Um, and also maybe coming up with a bit of humor or a bit of, you know, humor is a hard thing to plan consciously, but it's a great thing to 
be able to do because it's can be nice and spontaneous. So that's also a really, it's generally that part of your brain represented by the, the fingers if you've got your fists clasped together, is much bigger. It's got all of your memories, all of your knowledge, but it can also put stuff together in new ways. And that's really engaging for an audience to hear maybe familiar ideas, but combined in a, in a creative and new way. So that's a good part of you to bring to your presentations. And then the third you that you can also be is down in the middle of the brain, the, the, the center sort of of the sphere of your brain. And that's the more primitive part. And that can be the part that can get absolutely terrified and not even, you know, it can run away from the presentation, but you might even run away from saying yes to a presentation. <laughs> so that's a part, it helps us to be alert. It's a good part to have involved, but you don't want it to go into overdrive and stop you doing the presentation at all in the first place or, you know, lose your words or your thoughts while you're doing it. So uh, one of the things I find, Adam, is that uh, often it's the 10 minutes before people start presenting, which is the time when they feel most anxious. Very often, once they get out there and, I, um, and, they, and, they, and they've got the first 30 seconds under their belt, they're a kind of away. And then I, I do find that certainly in the, in the practice sessions we do that, again, you know, it's a really anxious situation. The, the, the pre-10 minutes, the build up thinking I'm on next, I'm on next. And I, I'm sure people feel like that, even, you know, on the, on the networking events that you run, you know, where you say, right, Trevor, it's you next, and then it's you, Frank. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that person, you know, after me is then thinking, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? It's my turn well, they, coming up. <laughs> they might be, but it is also possible to enjoy those 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's, you can roll with it a bit, and a bit of nerves is, is, can be helpful. It does heighten your awareness within a degree. But it, maybe what people are doing, I don't know. But I, th I think in the past, I, if I'm preparing something, I'll often prepare the event, the, the presentation, the talk, the, the, the workshop. And actually, I'll end up preparing intensely the first half an hour of the workshop. And then I find that the remaining three hours like, doesn't get as much. So the, the presentation isn't equally. But you can also present or you can also prepare the 10 minutes beforehand. So I would, I would suggest mental preparation yeah. of the process leading up to the speech as well as, and musicians do this, you know, they'll, they'll mentally visualize and support people. They have quite specific things, routines, which um, they'll prepare for, visualize, and then practice and repeat um, beforehand as well as during. And that's an important part to be in the right zone. You want to decide, do you want to be distracted then? Do you want to be just like responding to the environment? Or do you have a pair of headphones and like a serious psych up track or whatever it is that you might do before you go but you can also prepare for that 10 minutes and prepare to enjoy it that's what i would i would suggest that's my e in the yes you yeah. enjoy speaking prepare to enjoy yourself and so that's like a luxury but it is an option <laughs> so how do you uh, you know I'm, I'm here i am i'm an inexperienced presenter uh, the last thing I'm thinking is that I'm going to enjoy this. I want to get it over and done with. So how are you, how are you going to convince me, Adam, to enjoy this? Well, exactly. What, how could, why would it be the last thing that you're thinking? Make it the first thing that you're thinking. And if you're inexperienced, you might need to do that consciously. So use that conscious part of your brain. At least fantasize about enjoying your presentation. Give yourself the, the break. Give yourself the luxury of, of thinking through, what would a presentation be like if I actually enjoyed it? Now, it might seem like pie in the sky, and it might never happen, but you can imagine it happening. And it turns out that imagining something happening, as sports people know, is actually quite effective. It does increase the chances of it actually happening. So I would say, however inexperienced or experienced you are, at least 
in, imagine enjoying yourself and give yourself a chance. That's really interesting that, because I talk a lot about visualization of success uh, in, in lots of things I do, you know, having, you know, even visualizing, you know, where your business is going to be in the next year or two can be really important as yeah. well as what it's going to be like to deliver a, a cracking presentation. Yes. But yeah, that, yeah, that enjoy bit is, is, is really important because I always say, you know, to the people I work with that if you enjoy it, that will rub off on your audience um, because they'll enjoy it as well. Um, yes. And, and guess what? You know, enjoyment isn't, isn't just a luxury. It's a physical mental state that has been evolved to be good for us and our audiences. So it, it delivers better presentations. If you're enjoying it, you'll be able to think more clearly. You'll be able to connect ideas. You'll be more aware. Your peripheral senses stay in contact with your audience. There's all sorts of great things happen when you're enjoying yourself. It's not just a selfish luxury. It's an actual way of, of remaining connected and engaged. And do you have any, any, any sort of tips that people could pick up, Adam, to, to, you know, to, to, to visualise that enjoyment? Yeah, well, it, with, with your visualisation, I would, I would get really specific. Um, and, um, it, well, first of all, I would, as we said before, probably imagine and visualise enjoying yourself on the way to the presentation, maybe even in the week leading up to it as you're preparing. You could visualise your preparation process but uh, uh, imagine enjoying that 10 minutes. And I guess that is a bit of a skill because, you know, I know from my own experience that the more primitive, cautious fight or flight part of my mind will have a tendency or has had in the past a tendency to jump in with all sorts of things that, that it's imagining going wrong. And that can, be, that can be quite a forceful habit. So we need to counterbalance that with, and it, it, it's okay if it's fanciful, and never actually happens but even if we're imagining you know i would imagine maybe I, i've never actually done it myself but i've seen sports people do it listening to some really psych up tunes and imagine being really fired up and imagine you cannot wait to get on i don't know whatever it'll be different for a different people won't it but whatever comes into your mind that represents enjoyment yeah imagine that at least because <laughs> one of the things I say to people is that if you know if you know if in that 10 minute gap before it's your turn it's just it's, you know literally loosen up you know get sort of you know a little bit warmed up psyched up you know right this is me I'm going to do this as though you were going out uh, into a sporting arena or something yes, yeah it is a physical thing isn't it um, what I find what I found really interesting Adam is the way that that um, that that sort of anxiety in the pre-10 minutes that oh I really still don't want to do this and now I'm live and doing the presentation and suddenly I've switched from, you know, not, not thinking about enjoying it to really enjoying it. And then I, one of the things I find is that people then I, you know, they struggle to finish because they really get into it. Uh -huh. And that's why when I'm coaching people on presentations, I always say in practice, you know, if you've got a strict time thing, make sure you can deliver in around 80% of your allocated time. Because if you've got a 20 minute presentation, practice in 16, because on the day you will get into it and then you uh -huh. will start to elaborate on your points and you'll really want, not want to finish. And then suddenly you're, you're out there for 25 minutes, which, you know, yeah. going, come on, time's up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this, is, this is good news and also proves my point that sometimes we're surprised at how enjoyable it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You don't need to be surprised. If you've already imagined it, it you, you could find yourself running perfectly to time. And actually, I'm enjoying myself exactly as much as I was expecting to. And this is great. Yeah. And I still get to say everything. Yeah, yeah. now that's really interesting about the visualization bit. So the S in your, in your yes was speaking. So um... Yeah, speaking, or if you like, the phrase styling it came to me. Now, I, I think it, it, right. 
it might be a bit of a millennial phrase, so I'm not exactly sure what it means, but it means to me, <laughs> to me it means like whatever your style is, let it go, let it happen, you know. And obviously it involves the act of speaking, but speaking involves the body and motion and all that. And I think visualizing those details is also important and thinking through what, how you are. You know, we've also, the imagination of visualization is good, but we've also maybe even more accessible to us is our own experience and our memories. And even if we're not so experienced, there probably have been times in your life when you have felt absolutely on top form and you have styled it. And maybe it's not even when you were speaking. For me, you know, I have those highs at the end of a wave when I've been surfing and I feel like I can do anything. And that transfers in my mind. It is already transferring to the entire of my life and the world. I could do anything. I just feel indomitable. Yeah. Great. If you felt like that, that is you styling it. And some of that can be transferred into your presentation. And just by remembering it, that's a, that's a good start. And then you can maybe imagine feeling like that when you're on a stage or in a conversation. That's really interesting, that. Because one of the things that a lot of people, and, and I'm an advocate of it as well, uh, say is that if you're when you start your presentation tell a story that you're familiar with um, because a you'll feel comfortable telling the story because you know the story quite well um, and b it also gives you a chance to kind of settle in with material that you are uh, as I say familiar with and you you're not afraid of forgetting something or what am I mm. going to say at the start how am I going to get going and yeah. I've seen people do that you know just for a minute or two just say right listen to this and, and often they have a slide on the screen which is an image which they're telling the story around. Yeah. And, 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 and um, in terms of what you're saying about style, I find it sort of settles people in. They feel comfortable with it and then they can move on and, and deliver the rest of the presentation. Yes. And, and, and that's, I think that's really a powerful thing to do because you're working from what you know. And you're, so you're starting grounded. You, know, you make it easy for yourself, aren't you? Remembering that story, telling that story physiologically and mentally getting yourself into that space where you're in a familiar situation because I think part of the natural nerves of presenting is you don't know what's going to happen there are some unknowns and it's so it's good to be alert but you can ground yourself in the things that you do know it's your story you can start you know you can practice that whatever so what about breathing Adam is this because uh, you know I've worked with people uh, practicing presentations and things like this and they'll they'll do a two-minute intro and then they'll suddenly say, oh, I need to breathe now. <laughs> so they forgot yeah. to breathe during the two minutes. So, I mean, is breathing important? You know, deep breaths yeah. and all that sort of stuff? And yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a brass player. So breathing is definitely important for, for making the instrument work. But it, it also changes the tone of the, the note, of the phrase. And I was actually along for, before I started learning brass, I was a string player. And I was taught to breathe when you play. You know, how you breathe changes your sense of rhythm, um, it, but it also changes the amount of oxygen that gets to your brain. So it, it's quite an important thing to do. And sometimes you can build tension by not breathing, and the audience is thinking, when is this person going to breathe? So you can use it to your effect. But it's also the most natural thing in the world. And so it will follow whatever your state is. Your breathing will probably be affected. But on the flip side, you can control your state by controlling your breathing. And one major advance, I think, for the world of well-being and probably public speaking is we're coming back to these basics now. You know, it's ancient wisdom. We've probably known it for millennia. But breathing exercises and meditation and other things like this are quite simple sort of ways of just controlling our, 
you know, disarmingly simple, really. Oh, just breathe. Oh, it is as simple as that. <laughs> but you can practice it and you can learn to be aware of it. You can change your awareness levels, but you can control your body and you can control your mind. And breathing can be a really useful um, but really simple way of, of practicing that. So, Adam, just to, just just if I could just sum up, try and sum up what you said then. And uh, so you talked about saying yes, which I think is really important because it's very easy for people to say, uh, would you like to do a presentation? Oh, no, that's not for me. Or I'll park it, you know, and I'll use any excuse. So I think that's a really good first step is just say yes and, and take the opportunity. And, and, um, and then you said about, you know, breaking that yes down into you and enjoy and style in your, your sort of three flows through there so how would you sum up what you know what you can share with our listeners uh, in this morning present the way you want to present and speak the way you want to speak and it might need a bit of figuring out so preparation is helpful but somewhere in there there's stuff that you want and and plan for success you know i think sometimes um there's an assumption that when we're talking about presenting, it's, it's something we need to uh, work on because it's hard and everyone gets scared. Well, that's true if you want it to be true, but there's, there's another possibly sort of fantasy universe where everyone loves speaking. And I think everyone does love speaking. You know, I'm an introvert and I'm by nature quiet and reflective, but in the right situation, I have to speak to people. I, and I love speaking to people. I, I love these conversations. So find the speaking that you love and, and do that because whatever your voice is and wherever it happens, I think you probably need to be heard and the world probably needs to hear you. So, you know, even if you're not enjoying it, you got to do it, get out there and, and do it. So yeah. I would say, say yes and put yourself in control because you enjoy speaking and you enjoy styling it, whatever that is. That's great stuff, Adam. That's really good. And of course, right now we're recording this on Zoom um, and a lot of salespeople are coming back into the work environment and suddenly they've got, get, they've got to get confident about using this sort of interaction with their customers when they're, they're more in, you know, used to being in the car and turning up face to face, which they're very comfortable with. And now they're in a kind of different presenting environment. Um, so there we go. So that was terrific stuff, Adam. Uh, any, any final sort of top tips from you? Yes, you might have read on my, my face that, yes, I have one more thing that I'd like to add. <laughs> For those think, of you who are listening to the audio, you can't see Adam's face, but watch the video version of this podcast and you will. <laughs> yeah. And watch maybe the video version and you'll see his, his hand uh, brain example as well. So there we go. <laughs> yes, there it is. Yeah. A lot to enjoy there, but it might be relevant for, you know, for, for furloughed staff going back to work and relevant for lockdown more generally, is that we have a tendency maybe to, to, to focus on the problem and try and improve the problem and that's that can be really helpful but what i think is also really helpful for styling it in life whatever it is specifically you're trying to do whether it's talking presenting uh, interviews or whatever if you enjoy everything else in your life and you look after your own personal well-being bank account and you enjoy whatever it is you enjoy doing you have a balanced life that i think makes a difference when you're on stage because your bank account is already at the appropriate level or sometimes they use the metaphor of stress bucket you know things that you don't like end up in your stress bucket well take you some time and anytime you're enjoying yourself you will be emptying your stress bucket and if a bucket is emptier you'll do better presentations so life and lifestyle is also really important
Great stuff. Adam, if people want to talk to you further, how do they get hold of you? I'd love to talk to anyone about all of this. So conversations about well-being are what I most love doing. But probably the easiest way is, yeah, the most memorable, the way you can remember is newkeyhypnotherapy.com. So you can Google Newkey Hypnotherapy. I'm in Newkey, center of the universe. I'm doing hypnotherapy. You can remember those two <laughs> words. You can find me. Uh, give me a call, pick up the phone, or we can arrange a Zoom, or you know, we can do all of these wonderful things. But that's probably the, the best place to find me. Great stuff. Adam, uh, thanks very much for coming back on the podcast. Uh, this has been a terrific episode, and I hope our listeners, well, I know our listeners are really going to find this really useful. So uh, I look forward to seeing you, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll meet up at the Nuki Business Club Friday breakfast at some point. Virtual no, Friday no, breakfast. I look, I look <laughs> to see you there, yes. Thanks again for having me on the show again. It's been a, a pleasure, and I knew I was going to enjoy it, and I, I really did. <laughs> it's great fun as ever. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, great stuff, great stuff. Thanks, Adam. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that with Adam Pierce and Nuki Hypnotherapy. So, some great ideas and tips in there. The one that I hadn't thought of was that plan your 10 minutes because I do find as I mentioned in the podcast that the 10 minutes before people speak is the bit when they can be most anxious so having a plan for that 10 minutes before it's your turn hadn't thought of that so that's a really great idea so I hope you're enjoying the podcast Uh, if you do then please leave a review that would be fantastic you can do that on your usual podcast app And I'm very excited about all the digital products that I've now got available. So I'm doing some great uh, one-to-one coaching with people, bringing the presentations and the sales bit together. Or indeed, we can do it separately as well. And I've reinvented the way I'm doing uh, training programs, both for presentations and sales. So I've ditched the idea of, you know, a full day's training because I just think it's too much, particularly when we're doing it virtually now. So instead, I'm breaking it down into three 90-minute sessions on a weekly basis. It means it's much more convenient for people to come on it. And if you're as an organization thinking, well, I'd love to have people on a training session, but who's going to man the office and who's going to do this? Well, they're all, all away training for half a day or a day. Well, that's all gone now because, you know, we can do this. And we can do this in the evening or early in the morning or whenever it suits you. So taking away the disruption to your business and still producing great training for your people is what I'm all about now. So uh, get in touch. Have a look on the website, Trevor Lee Media. You'll find all the latest programs that I'm running. Hopefully that one of them will be the one that you want to get involved in. So give me a call. Uh, we need to have a 20-minute sort of call before, we book, before you commit to anything just to make sure that you like the idea of working with me and, well, frankly, I like the idea of working with you. <laughs> so anyway, look forward to that. And um, thanks very much for listening. And there'll be another podcast along very soon. Thank you.